0: Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. This is the Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming and that means it's time for the Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, and whether you are a board member up to his alligators in tragically wasteful proxy battles or a business translation service, entrepreneur selecting just the right accounting firm to help you with her first $100,000 contract, we are here to bring you sage counsel from Business Masters to help your career and your business. Today's episode is entitled, Taking Your First Giant Steps. So yes, we are devoting our energies to you, Mr. and Ms. Entrepreneur, who have just reached the marvelous milestone of thriving stability, that first step in success, and those of you who now need to expand onto the next level. So what do you need to play in a bigger league? And joining us today to help crack this business nut, we are very privileged to have as guest someone who has made that broad, challenging leap herself, Miss Jamie Raskulinitz. Jamie kicked off her entrepreneurial career by leading um, a young startup from zero to 150 million in five years—not too shabby. She's been awarded the Entrepreneur of the Year by a couple of outfits, including New Jersey Monthly, and today she leads her current enterprise. Uh, Next Generation Trust Services into a Blessed State of Thriving Growth. Jamie was a contributor, by the way, to our Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself book. And you can find her wisdom in that book uh, at artsbooks.com that's b-a-r-t-s b-o-o-k-s dot com and we'll have lots of it today but before we delve into jamie's insights and try to digest all her applicable wisdom let me take a few minutes to supply you out there with a few utensils for the feast first as i always do allow me to remind each of you every person hearing my voice that the good lord has gifted you with a title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself, and that's the most important corporate body in your life. So today, I ask, are you going to pick up that book and indulge in that little bit of scholarship that you really enjoy, or are you going to let others convince you that you really are too busy? The choice is truly yours. Secondly... It's time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from 101 Best Business Quips. Let me pick up the book here. Move toward the beginning. Oh, here we are. Here we are. This is number two. I love this one. Um, Good for the entrepreneur. A corporation is an assembly of men and women gathered to support the words of the CEO and to rectify his actions. Think, think about that one for a second. Got it? As an afterthought, I invite all the leaders here to list their ideas from their last lofty speech, That's a, that wonderful speech you made. How did they compare with your actual performance last month? And as a hint, just remember it's easier to touch up your actions than to water down your ideals. The third utensil, perhaps we'll call this the honeypot spoon, we will... Uh, Give you last week's business quips quotation and the author. Uh, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation and we invite you to email us who you think the name of the of that quote's author is. Just simply write the name down and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com, INFO at B A R T S B O O K S dot If you're right, Ah, uh, we'll announce your name in the air. The author of last week's quote, that is, the individual who said,
1: I have a solution
0: for the traffic problem in this country. We allow no car on the road until it is paid for. That was the immortal lassoer of ironic truth and humorist, Mr. Will Rogers. So... Now, let us dig into today's feast and allow me to introduce to you Ms. Jamie Reskulinitz. Jamie, as mentioned, is a charming, fun, and deservedly successful entrepreneur. Today, she stands as CEO of two firms, Next Generation Trust Services and Rainbow Property Management. So I want all of you entrepreneurs out there to listen up. And Jamie is going to guide us through the techniques that are going to take you from startup to a stand-up corporation. Jamie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great for it.
0: Thanks for having me, and thanks for the kind words. Oh, great. It's always fun to have, chat with you. Jamie, let's, uh, get, uh, let's get right in there, right to the most important things first. I think a lot of entrepreneurs really need to know, what is the exact right wine to be used when celebrating the winning of that new contract? <laughs> or uh, that new account. What what what's the what's the proper vintage for that?
1: That's great, Bart. Um, as you know, I'm a big wine drinker. Um, you can't go wrong with a great champagne. But uh, these days, my favorite is uh, uh, a good bottle of Cabernet. So, to toss up.
0: Ah, yes. All right. I, I agree with you. I love Cabernet. And in New Jersey, Franc, both Franc and Sauvignon are excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, you should know that I first met Jamie over a discussion of wine uh, after I'd just written my Garden State Winery's Guide. I brought her a copy and was amazed at Jamie's expertise. So, But on to less serious subjects, Jamie, tell us what uh, Next Generation Trust Services provides, uh, what it does. Tell us about it.
1: Um, Simply put, um, we are an administrator for self-directed retirement plans. And for folks who Mm -hmm. aren't familiar with that term, uh, it means that we specialize in the custody, administration, and reporting of non-publicly traded assets within retirement plans. So um, think of... Regular custodians like Charles Schwab and Fidelity who sell you stocks, bonds, and mutual funds right. for your retirement plans. We handle all the other stuff that they don't want to do. So hard assets like investment, real estate, loans, private places. Ah, okay. So all, all of that so stuff. So you'll handle
0: my 80-room shack on the beach,
1: huh? I, I can do that as long as as uh, as long as you don't <laughs> want to use it uh, because that's not allowed. But absolutely, we can do uh oh. All those things.
0: Okay, yes. If I had an 80-room shack on the beach, I don't think you'd ever pry me out of it, but there you <laughs> have
1: it.
0: Um, yeah, and you've been, you've been running uh, Next Generation for how many years now?
1: Uh, well, uh, it was uh, a company under a different name, but but really uh, uh-huh. same leadership and same employees. This is our 10th year in business. And we went well, from...
0: congratulations on your first decade.
1: Well, thank you. We went now, from... We went from zero assets uh, being held for clients to today we have uh-huh. uh, just about a half a billion dollars.
0: Oh, good heavens. Oh, good heavens. Uh, <laughs> my goodness, that's, that, that, uh, that's more than I make in a week, and that's more than most congressmen can <laughs> steal in a month. That's marvelous. Uh, um, uh, and, and at what point, uh, so, so you've, you're, you're 10 years on, but at what point when you were starting out and you, you first clambered up and said, mm-hmm. okay, we've, we've got some, some success, we're going to stay here, at what point did you reach that, what, what aha moment triggered that sort of knowledge that you're solid, stable, and had your first flush of success?
1: Well, um, I am an eternal optimist. In in most oh, things, you. so uh, I I really thought very early on that this was uh, a wonderful and viable business idea, and so uh, I had that inkling early on. But probably somewhere around the three-year mark, uh, when I looked uh-huh. back and saw the tra- trajectory and how much we were growing, uh, I knew then that uh. we were going to be in this for the long haul. Okay, well, Jamie.
0: That's – it's very laudable, but, you know, a great many businesses kind of hit that plateau, and they say, okay, here we are. We've got the regular revenue stream. We've got the regular clients. We've got everything all sort of set right up here, Uh, and they plateau, and they stay there. And obviously, you you took yourself forward, and so you, you needed to change some of your business processes. And I'm curious: Did you reassess goals? Did you reevaluate personnel and needs? Try to get more talent to need? Did you seek out other contracts? Did you broaden and merge into other organizations? Uh, what What did you do to help uh, to help keep the things expanding?
1: Well, <coughs> several things. We we've not looked into any uh-huh. uh, mergers yet or any acquisitions yet, although um, mm-hmm. that's certainly always on the horizon. If Uh, an opportunity presents itself. But I would say that we have always tried to – it's difficult, but we've we've always tried to be ahead of the curve in terms of hiring staff before it becomes Mm -hmm. an emergency that you need them uh, so that we always have enough uh, people to serve our clients. And we've expanded – We've expanded where we've done our marketing and where we've concentrated the majority of our marketing efforts. So most all of our clients are individuals, unless there are some small businesses. But we've become uh, much more responsive to referral sources who might want to entrust their clients to someone. So uh, financial advisors... CPAs, attorneys, um, we, we pride ourselves on having the best service in our industry. And, um, it it sort of shows with the referrals that we get.
0: So you have actually, you're not afraid to go right out there and, um, meet with other CPAs. You may even go to CPA organization meetings and so forth, and uh, in the nicest, most subtle possible way, of course, say, hey, folks, look what we got to help you out.
1: Yes. And there are still many professionals in the financial services industry that don't know about this powerful strategy for building retirement wealth. So we're also still doing Mm -hmm. a lot of education to those professionals as well as individuals... Uh to let them know what it's all about. It's the best-kept secret. I'm not
0: going to hire you if I don't know what you do.
1: <laughs> right. It's the best-kept right. secret in, in the retirement services industry, what we do. Oh, sad. Yeah. Well, there is another trying thing to change that you, that that you
0: touched part. on. And you, oh, all right. Well, maybe, maybe this show can help. Uh, and now, you you touched on something else, and you touched on talent. So I want to ask, uh, you know, and I want everybody to uh, – this is a quill pen moment, ladies and gentlemen. Take out your quill pen. Take notes. Jamie, I want to work for Next Generation Trust Services. What do I need? What do I get? What do I have to walk in the door to uh, uh, with to impress you?
1: Well, we we love people with a sense of humor. Um, it's it's very important work that we do, but if we all can't have a good time, um, you know, you're at your job. Um, more than you do anything else. So we look for people... Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> yep. We look for people with... Uh, we like to say that our sense of humor is a little off-center here. Ah, so oh, wonderful. We, we look for... My wife married someone can, like that. <laughs> this is why you and I get along so well, Bart. So, right. <laughs> we, we look for those oh, kind great. of folks. Um, we look for people who will absolutely fit in with our culture here, and, uh-huh. and, honestly, people who want to do their best and excel every single day and who want to learn every single day. That's uh, really our right. best employee.
0: Right. Okay. I will. That's, so take note, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what Jamie has just held out is this is what employers are looking for. This is uh, the way that promotions get handed out also. Now, Jamie, before we go any further let 's be honest. Money and money handling is typically a man 's game. Did you run into any problems and uh, how do you, and how did you handle them? I, I do remember when we chatted uh, a while back you, you had a marvelous story about an audience of commercial brokers. maybe you could could tell us, tell us that one and, and how, you, how you won them over through th- sheer confidence and uh, number of solutions put out.
1: Yeah, this, uh, this story still makes me chuckle. Uh, it was very early on in starting our <laughs> business. Um, I, I would uh-huh. say b- barely uh, in our first year of business. And we were asked to right. speak in front of a group of commercial real estate brokers to explain to them, uh, you know, how this strategy works, how they might be able to make more money by selling investment <clears throat> properties to people who want to use a retirement right. plan. And because, you know, if they're an expert in real estate, they might want to do the same thing with their own. And so my business partner sure, and I sure. went to this uh, to this meeting, and little did the audience know that my business partner usually sits in the back of the room with some handouts and, and things. And before I was due to go on, she heard all of these. It was a group of commercial brokers, all men. Uh, that's still a man's world, uh-huh. too, pretty much. And she heard them talking about... How little I'm likely to know about my subject, because ooh, you know, what, ooh, what is this woman going to know about? Tossed. Yeah, what is this woman going to know about real estate? <laughs> never mind retirement plans. And um, <laughs> kind of luckily, I guess I didn't know that before I started. I knew about it after. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I will tell you that by the end of my segment, um, we were fielding. So many questions from the floor, and everybody was so engaged in this new idea that they had never heard about before. And the most ringing endorsement, I think, to this day that I've ever gotten is a couple of the guys sitting in the back of the room that were the uh, the loudest detractors saying, Wow, well, uh. she really does know what she's talking about. Let's go talk to her some more. <laughs>
0: Oh, so, gosh, I, so, l- I love seeing bigotry turned around.
1: <laughs> oh, it's great. So so the moral of the story there is know your subject. Yes. That'll win them over all the time.
0: Right. Way. Nothing, nothing beats knowledge and excellence. You can't fight it. Yes. That's wonderful. Uh, and I was going to ask if you have any solutions for for women gaining credibility in the field, and I think you've just given them. That is an excellent idea. Yeah. Uh, we're going to return, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, Jamie Reskulinitz in a moment, um, and find out how we're going to how you can take your food, your firm forward. <laughs> But uh, right now, we've come to the midpoint of our feast, and I'd like us to take a brief sorbet as we introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today, coming to you. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing. They're the creator of, among many other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. Now, you may wish to visit bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S. B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of business tools that suit you, and or perhaps did you like today's business quips that we had earlier in the show? Well, if you'd like to get a book full of them, you may uh, on that site, or perhaps you'd like to subscribe to a little laughter coming into your door through the email port each week for free. Visit the site and you can get it there. And finally, Prometheus wants you to know that they are inviting you to visit the website. Add your expertise to a book in progress. You have some authority. You find a book on startup funding or sales or whatever that you see that is uh, in the making. Put your thoughts in. Become published. So so we ask you to think about that and uh, realize the opportunities. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and also all those CEOs whom I've recently met who fall into neither category we are back with the entrepreneur and financial guide extraordinaire miss jamie Raskolinitz. jamie now you said that earlier you started a you, you took a form company from uh let, let alone to to uh we're up in the billions here now from zero to 150 million in five years uh what how, how do you, how did you get the spark on that how, how, what did, what were just what are one one two or three techniques that you that really you feel you did right
1: well um n- never stop selling always be selling mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of right. people when uh, they talk to me about starting a business you know ask me what's the number one thing I should know about and it's that the ceo or the founder of the business is always the major rainmaker and salesperson so i was always selling i'm still always selling Mm. um you know being tenacious uh going after those accounts going after those referral sources and really the belief that this was the best idea since sliced bread and i wanted to tell everybody about it
0: that's you know i really like you saying that the The whole idea of the biblical word gospel is good news. And if you are so imbued, so in love with your product that you say, I've I've just got to tell everybody because I really want them to hear it, that's fine. And if if you feel that you're a con job, that you're selling something, a hoax putting on, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to run, not walk from that position. So I thank you for bringing that up, Jamie. And uh, now in the no- applying the nostalgic glow of hindsight, what pitfalls and blunders uh, did you make when you were first getting going and first uh, starting off? Are there anything that you, uh, that you want to tell our, tell our people to beware of?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I actually think that I made more blunders uh, as we got bigger uh, than I did when oh, we were okay. smaller. And I'll tell well, what you were why. What some of them? I'll tell you why, I think. Uh, Those of you who who are uh, CEOs or founders of businesses like I am know that in order to do this, you have to be a control freak. And so Mm -hmm. you want to control your message. You want to control your service. You want to control your product. uh, You want to control the customer experience. And as I added staff and I added managers, I still struggle with uh letting go of the day-to-day and allowing them to do their job. So it's um mm, yeah. uh it's a mistake. You, you know, you can't micromanage because you yeah, lose the yeah. people. Uh your job sure, is something sure. totally different than the day-to-day. Uh so right, I, I right. still I still have to exercise that muscle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I and uh so now, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are working and dealing with a CEO may watch out. That this, that it's time for you to put yourself in their shoes. See how they want, see how the leaders want that control because they care for the firm. So you have to prove your trustworthiness to whoever is above you. That's one of the big things. So I just uh, piggyback that thought onto on Jamie's voice words. Uh, and uh, now, and I'm going to uh, ask you uh, to sort of uh, think for a moment and say w- how, uh, about innovative ideas. Because you've got these, you've got good people. You say you like to hire people who are very good at what they do, and you're you're working hard personally to let them deal on their own. A new idea, a suggestion comes in. Uh, you're busy. You've got a million things to do. How do you handle the idea flow in your company to make sure? good suggestions, good, pers- good prospects, and so forth, don't fall through the cracks.
1: Well, that's interesting, Bart. Um, mm. <laughs> I will say that for the most part, my staff uh-huh. has always come to me with very interesting ideas, and I will almost <clears throat> always allow them to test them. And so our right. product is pretty defined. You know, we administer Uh, retirement plans, and, you know, we open these accounts, and this is what we do. So it's not likely that we're going to come up with an innovative product to add to this, possibly, but not likely. So more than likely, they're coming to me with different ideas to get the word out or to market or let's try this venue, let's go to this meeting, and... uh, Really I, I trust my staff, so mostly uh if it's doable we allow the experiment. And sometimes they are home say. runs and everybody's really happy and thrilled and sometimes not so much, but that's how we learn where to where to be.
0: Yeah. I I think that's I think that's the way to do it. You have to allow experiments or you will starve yourself and yeah. and you'll die. I remember Denise Morrison, who's head of Campbell's Soup, said, uh, she's CEO of Campbell's Soup, and she said, our, our goal is to fire bullets absolutely everywhere. And every once in a while, where you see one of them is a cannonball, that's the one you put your money behind. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's, that's sort of how you but, you, but as you say, you can't stop firing. You can't stop experimenting. And I get but, but it can be fearful to experiment, can it not?
1: You know it is. Uh, a friend of mine uh, was talking to me the other day and uh, telling me how uh, how wonderful he thought I was doing in business and how you know he doesn't tell me this often, but wow, what what a wonderful thing that you accomplished! And I I said, <laughs> jokingly but only half jokingly, I'm scared to death every day. Um, you know this right. is the, oh. this is the largest I've grown any business, and so. Uh-huh. Uh, it, you know, for me, this is kind of all an experiment. Uh, I've, I've never done right. it before, so uh, every, day is, is, uh, every day is a challenge. Uh, every day I learn something new, and just like, you know, I feel that I, I need to let my staff make mistakes in order to learn and grow, uh, I give myself right. a break and allow myself to do that, too.
0: I, I'm glad you said that. There's, uh, sometimes I think it's much more easy to forgive a staff member than it is yourself. We, we, we sort of feel that everything we're doing is so vital and that you must be such an individual, perfect model that we don't ease up on ourselves. And, and that
1: can curtail our own freedom. And, well, uh, seeing, you know, uh, being I, that perfectionist uh, also stops you from trusting your staff and giving them the reins a little bit. Um, so again, uh, yeah. I, I work on that every day and try not to be, uh, as much of a per- perfectionist. And then, you know, there's where that wine comes in after work or it, it's, it's helpful.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I think there's, there's very little, uh, it's amazing how many problems can be solved over a good Cabernet, right?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Jay, yeah, I, um. I want to. And speaking of that, I, I just wanted to ask, uh, sort of as, as a, a final question, as we're thinking, um, what about the entrepreneur herself? How does she need to adjust her perspective on things as she grows, and how does she need to perhaps take care of herself? I realize that's two questions, but I mean, it's just sort of uh, asking you to be a bit int- introspective for a moment. What what uh, what do you need to be looking at yourself?
1: Well, um, uh, your your new perspective. I, I will tell you that because uh, again, this is uh, the biggest I've grown any company, and it's all very new to me. It was also very hard sure. to find a peer group that I could rely uh, on to no. bounce ideas off of. So, within the last mm-hmm. year, I actually hired a business coach, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that working been- out? it's been extremely helpful to keep me, as much as I can be, (laughs) focused. uh, Focused on, um, you know, just a few goals that will move the company forward and have somebody who's been there, done that, to bounce ideas off of, whether it's, you know, how to deal with a certain staff issue, um, you know, how next to go to the next level with your business, Uh, So that's been extremely helpful for me. I highly recommend it. Wonderful.
0: Okay. Well, Jamie, I, it's, uh, I think you yourself should be a business coach, and we certainly have learned a lot from you today. And I thank you for taking the time to be with us and to uh, pass on your many insights. And so, lay we're going to absolutely have to have you back again, and uh, maybe we'll get you in the studio here and find something good, good that we can share while we're, we're giving the talk. Thanks very much, Jamie. Thank and you, Bart. As we round out the show today – As we round out the show today, uh, I'd like to leave you with a final business quotation. And here's uh, what business and life sage said. That form of gambling, which we call business, looks upon with austere disfavor the business known as gambling. (laughs) And as a hint, the the author was a dictionary writer who had the devil to pay. So, and remember, if you think you know uh, the author of that, if you think you know the author of that uh, quotation, just write it in and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. Thank you very much. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, as spring lifts away the heavy snows of doubt... Strong hopes for our businesses begin to blossom, and it's time to prune away all negative fears and distraction. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you very much. It has been a privilege. Good afternoon.